0: The boundaries have been broken. Welcome to Vanguard Radio.
1: Guard News Network presents Goyfire, featuring Alex Winder, Stan Sikorsky, and your host, Aegis.
2: Welcome to Goy Fire. This is our thirty second show. We have, as ever, a list of topics of interest to you as a white citizen, wherever you may be in the world, be it Europe, US, Uh, Australia, New Zealand, etc. We have uh, a bunch of men being prosecuted for their posts on the internet. As amazing as that may sound. We have two cases, one uh, revolving around a man in London and the other uh, in Canada, Tom Winningfield, was also on the show, has been fined uh, several thousand dollars for his... Posts. So we'll be covering that in greater detail, uh, as well as U.S. tipping Mexico to Minuteman patrols, teachers hounded uh, in Chicago, Case High School, one Winston McHugh, Ph.D. and Latin teacher, and we have, of course, TNB, uh, TNB uh, in Oregon, a couple of cases. In case you don't know, that means typical nigger behavior, ever-present, wherever Negroes be. Uh, and also a story from Africa, that big continent, big dark continent, that is. So stay tuned for that, uh, as well as Duke, lacrosse, rape updates, and an exhibition in Berlin. So returning to our top story tonight, uh, we have a man charged with posting on the Internet. A man appeared in court yesterday accused of posting racist comments on a website set up in memory of murdered black teenager Anthony Walker. Neil Martin, 29, appeared before Nosley magistrates in Houghton, Merseyside, this is in England, charged with racially aggravated harassment and stirring up racial hatred. The latter offense carries a maximum sentence of seven years imprisonment. Uh, Alex, have you uh, caught this over the
3: wire? Yeah, I saw this, and we're reduced to uh, being dragged out of bed to go to court because of something you you said. What, what did he say? They don't even repeat what he said. What? <laughs> I'm shorn of words. I mean, what can you say when you can't? Speak about what's happening around you. You're reduced to slavery after money's taken for taxes to fund the kind of system that provides you with needed services like this. You know, dragging people into court over comments they made about niggers who who murder people, or in this in this good case, were murdered by someone
2: in England of all places. Yeah,
3: of all places. Yeah. Well, uh, what have we what have we seen before? We saw. Uh, the boys at Heretical.com, uh, that's Luke O'Farrell and uh, Simon Shepherd, had the uh, cops bust in on them and seized the computers at Shepherd's house and the disks. And who knows if he got them back. Who knows if what happened to them in the meantime. I doubt he got them back. Uh, I know in the U.S. that's what they, they do a lot of times is simply see stuff. And it may, years down the line, uh, they may return them. But at that point, you know, what's the computer worth? It's already out of date. Whatever use you could have had out of it is gone effectively it's the same as just stealing it or destroying it now and what
2: what is this again the heri- uh, this is
3: dot heretic? com Heretical. Heretical. is where, uh, was busted in on there they're also in England that's why I bring them up and in England, it is a crime to disparage minority groups or to say anything that might bring them into disregard and it's the same thing in most of the uh countries that used to be part of the British. Empire, the Commonwealth. It now is a what, crime to say anything against Jews and uh,
2: coloreds. Not, now not to my, say
3: against whites, though.
2: Right. Now, what minority group could have got that legislation put through?
3: Well, that's uh, purely a function of the Jews. I mean, the coloreds support it, too, because, see, I don't want to be disrespected, man. They're, the thing here is only white males can appreciate free speech and not all white males certainly appreciate free speech. Uh, fags are, are generally against it uh, as we saw in Nikki. The uh, point is I'm trying to bring these different things together and get you to see what is going on here. What is going on is our nations have been taken over by Jews and Jews do not believe in free speech which is an Aryan concept. They believe in preventing any criticism of them while leaving the field completely open to their criticism of you they can smear you as a redneck white trash to their heart's content, and they do so on their TV shows. But the minute that you make any sort of verbal resistance to this tyrannical scheme, why, they haul you up and and you're thrown in jail, or you're fined $11,500, as we're going to talk about uh, Winicky for comments that he made on VNN Forum, fined $11,500 for comments that the political authorities don't like in Canada, that is tyranny. That's tyranny. They can call it democracy or whatever. The plain fact is, it's tyranny. When you can't speak your mind, you can't type what you, your own opinion onto the internet. That's tyranny. and, right.
2: and it's not. I think it's important to, to realize this is not a passive thing just happening. They sure have isn't. agencies uh, watching. Uh, internet forums and hunting people down, and then this, prosecuting. Yeah.
3: This is the result of of essentially Hitler's having lost World War II, is that it let the Jews run free with their bogus ideology. You know, of course, all good all good words, all good conceptions fall to their side, and everything bad is evil, hatred, etc. But the reality is, you can't speak your mind under a Jewish tyranny without being fined, jailed, harassed, fired, etc. That's the reality of it. They can call it democracy, and they'll say that we have free speech, but only in America and only to an extent do we have that free speech. And the comments that Winnicky made were on VNN Forum, which is you know U.S.-based, and what he said is perfectly legal here. But what they do is, in fact, there's a good reason to believe that Warman went on and tried Warman's, the uh, goy facade for the Jews who carry this stuff out in Canada. But we're starting off talking about uh, Neil Martin in, uh, I don't even know how... You, Hyton, perhaps H-U-Y-T-O-N side in, in England and they they run a pic imagine this, this is a news story in England they show a picture of a guy wearing a suit, walking into court to defend himself against the egregious charge that he, he typed some words onto a website Did he, you know, was he trying to start a war or something, who knows they don't even print what he said I mean, I'll, I'll It's pretty clear that all he said was something that is politically out of favor at the moment. That's the state we fall into.
2: So, right, yeah. you have this collusion not only with a uh, legal apparat uh, hunting people down, but you have the media bureaucrats uh, right there to take your picture and to... uh, subject you to public scrutiny. Yeah, the media are part of the government. There's no
3: useful distinction made between the media and the government. They function as one and the same, and it doesn't matter where you go. You can go to the Commonwealth. You can go to the German-speaking countries because they've fallen under uh, Jewish tyranny as a result of World War II. You can go to the Nordic countries, who are small and and who have the same media control problems that we do. In the Nordic countries, what they do is uh, print the photos and addresses of people that they claim are white nationalists or racists as a way to harass them. Of course, there you are not free to speak against minorities at all, and in fact, if you even offer mildly uh, demurring sentiments on newspaper or web forms, they will track you down. These, As just said, these countries have police who are full-time dedicated to seeking out heretical views on the Internet. And especially in Germany, they will go out and, and haunt you down. They'll break into to your apartment or your house early in the morning, and they'll seize CDs that have the wrong kind of music. They'll prevent you from making gestures with your hand. They'll find you, you know, five figures for making comments on a website. And there's so much of this stuff going on. And what's interesting is both what we need to know for our purposes is who is causing these to come. And it's not it's not liberalism run amok. It's Jews. It's racist Jews who are using our forms to suppress us. They, they swap the contents inside the box so it looks like you've got the same thing because you still have the flag and you still have the words of the First Amendment. But the reality is they supply the uh, the content, and that means uh, suppression, anti-white hostility. It's not just free speech. It's It's them posting, you know so-called public art in Denver of of two heads. One is a black female, proud and upright, and the other is a white male that's on its side and sinking into the earth like it's been thrown out for compost. And this this is just in-your-face obnoxious, we hate you, we're going to do away with you. There are whole divisions of academia, whiteness studies, dedicated to abolishing whiteness. And they get these kids in there and they teach them that whites uh, have all these privileges that aren't due to them. It's white skin privilege. We must abolish you must resign from being a white person. Their whole idea is to induce guilt and fear in you. And so at the very least, you, don't, you, you not only don't oppose them, you're, you're in doubt over your right to your very existence. And the minute that they think you do something wrong, why all of a sudden you're playing lacrosse at Duke, you're on the front page of Newsweek after some bogus acu- accusation by some nigger whore. And then they're, they're taking uh, DNA samples from you and several dozen other whites, because we know how whites love to rape niggers. And all of this fits together, and it is all put in place by the Jew. And it doesn't matter which country you, you look, and the Jews are doing the same thing, whether it's England, Australia, Germany, or the U.S.,
2: now, is this why we're hearing so much about the Holocaust? Because that is what they use, this story of, of persecution of them 60-plus uh, sure. years ago, that they use that as a justification for persecuting us uh, in real
3: time? It's the gift that gives all year long, Clark. <laughs> Quote Randy Quaid from a vacation. I mean, the Holocaust, It's it's... God, I wish I could have a Holocaust. I'd love to receive big checks due to bogus atrocities visited on me and my kind sixty years ago. It's just a scam. It's just a scam. But who's going to see through it when they when they have the power to fire them or mess yeah, with well, anybody he, who, who tells you the truth about it?
2: Now we of so, course know that it's a it's a scam. But even if it was a real occurrence, we're talking about an event sixty plus years ago. Uh, how is that at all relevant? For, for, for things as they stand uh, today.
3: It's not relevant, except insofar as what it represents, and it's, it's just a, it's a way to get a leg up on everybody else. Jews are the persecutors who claim themselves the ultimate victims. And what they don't tell you is a lot of people say, oh, they talk about pogroms in Russia. Well, they were, those were basically a bunch of Jewish radicals who were instigating, who are trying to upset society, and the Russians fought back. Oh, you're programming me. It's a pogrom. You know, and oh, and the problem is so much of what is treated as common knowledge just ain't so. So we have everything is based on the Holocaust must never happen again, but it didn't happen in the first place. What happened was the Germans correctly realized that the Jews were the force behind communism, and they called it Judeo-Bolshevismus. They fought Judeo-Bolshevism in Germany, and that's why they're the most hated people of all time, because they figured out what the Jews were up to, and they beat them at their own game. They prevented them from communizing Germany. So
2: Russians and Germans working uh, against Jews is anti-Semitism.
3: Anybody who describes what Jews do is an anti-Semite, which is simply a term for non-Jew. And you'll you'll notice there's no no acknowledgement, there's no public name given to the hatred that Jews have for non-Jews. And it's a deep hatred. You'll never, ever see a Jewish character in a movie as someone who needs to have his consciousness raised. You'll never see a Jewish Archie Bunker. You'll never see isn't, a Jew being vicious, petty, spiteful, cheap, malicious, and all the other things that history charges them with as a race.
2: Isn't, isn't that what Marlon Brando said?
3: Marlon Brando said, "You'll never. You see. You know. He said you see the the sneaky Indian and and the the nasty nigger and etc.' But one thing you'll never see is the this dirty scheming kite because that's where they circle the wagons." He said, "You know they'll portray every other ethnic group invidiously, but never themselves because they they have a a mafia's interest in uh in remaining secret and silent and putting out only a good version of what the Jew is. But Hollywood shows where the Jew's heart lies. The Jew will pass up a a billion dollars in profit to produce passion that Mel Gibson did and, and to to produce crap like <laughs> virtually any movie that's come out over the past year."
2: Uh, so, broke they're not driven by profit
3: like the uh, leftists say. Uh, crash, yeah. Yeah, they'll produce crap rather than something that people want to see because it advances their political agenda. Their politics is number one, profits is only number two. They admit that themselves in their own publications. Ben Stein says it in uh, View from Sunset Boulevard. They have an agenda.
2: Well, getting back to our second case here, Winnicott, who uh, who we interviewed and who does post on the forum from time to time, uh, he was indeed fined $11,500 for his posts, Um, and I have a quote here, London's self-avowed biggest hater has been ordered by Canada's Human Rights Tribunal to stop spreading, quote, Hate over the internet and to pay eleven thousand five hundred dollars in fines and compensation. Compensation, uh, compensation uh-huh. to to whom? Yeah, so that's what I was thinking myself.
3: Make clear that that's London, Canada, not London, England.
2: Right. Yes, we we had uh, England. Now we're to Canada. Yeah. I've read a bunch of uh, Tom's posts, and usually they're 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 editorialized crime reports originating in Canada due to the multicultural uh, legislation and, and uh, social engineering of uh, Canada's politico body. It, it's it's such an affront to my sensibilities to think that these politicos are so beyond uh, the pale of criticism. they so, so far away from even... Uh, the living conditions that they subject their people to, that they criminalize the the vaguest criticisms of, of their own policies.
3: Well, here's here's the thing. It's Canada, and you've got a base of people that you, you've got a very large country. I, I like to work from the farthest outside in, right? You've got a huge country, all kinds of room. you got about 20, 25 million people. So the kikes get control of them. And they want to fill it with third worlders. They let in all these third worlders. And and part of encouraging people to accept that means you've got to downplay the, the crime committed by the Jakins and some of the filthy uh, uh, Sinhalese and, and uh, Tamils that they let in, and Asia, the dregs of Asia. They'll do anything to, to make Canada into a landfill, essentially. Winnicki is, a, uh, I believe, a Polish immigrant to Canada. He, he uh, software a software Poli- engineer. Very oh. smart guy, very smart guy. And he sees and resents what is going on, and he writes about it openly in a U.S. forum. And the result is that a front boy named Richard Worman, who is operating on uh, operating at the behest of the Jews, files these cases before this pseudo-legal apparatus called, what is it, the Canadian uh, Human Rights Commission. Jews like to always veil their their. Their star chambers in neutral terms, you know, it's human rights. The Jewish agenda is always hum- human rights. It's not Jewish special interest lobby. It's human rights that the Jew is furthering with this oppression, and they have the power to determine that he falls afoul, you know, of these laws and fine him eleven thousand five hundred dollars for making comments.
2: And what is and, it? Is this the power of me, or what? What was that adver- advertising campaign? Anti-
0: Anti-Semitic,
3: anti-me. You see, the Jew is alone in his gloriousness until he's criticized, and then he immediately tries to make specific criticism of him into a, a general attack on the community. Hence, the A.D.L. Ad, ad promotion campaign: anti-Semitism is anti-me. So, if you criticize Jews, and you're criticizing, you know, Asians, Coloreds, people with Down syndrome, et cetera, they they always that's the only place the Jew is willing to share credit is is when it comes to blame. They don't want to take any blame. They don't want anybody criticizing them. They don't want right. anybody describing what they're up to. And they right. prevent that. They have the power to prevent that because they control these papers. Half the people that you're reading in the paper are Ashkenazi Jews. The other half are Ashkenazi appeasers. And, right. they, and they promote uniformly the line that Israel's is wonderful. Jews are great, great people. They're just a little more human than the rest of us, if anything. But in other ways, they're totally exactly like us. And this is what is leading our nations to destruction. The Germans yeah, well, figured it out, and that's why they're mo- the most hated people of all time in the Jew-owned media. In their own media, they're heroes. <laughs>
2: right. Well, if we take the logical extension of this mem, uh, anti-Semitism is anti-me. Then uh, the Holocaust is the the boogeyman that they've created and and enlarged and um, enhanced, so that. They can again um, affix or fix the atrocities of World War II. Let's not forget, 50 million uh, plus Aryans uh, died in World War II. Mm-hmm. That they're, they're affixing that atrocity to the sentiment uh, or or the inclination to be anti-Semitic. So mean. in a way, it, it's a boogeyman, and it's a way of tying fears of non-Jews into. Avoiding anti-Semitism because they think that that could then lead to uh, a World War II scenario.
3: Yeah, well, their pose is that they speak for the community, and what they do is they've done here at Kirksville is they try to get the local uh, Rapture Bunny manager to uh, invite them to speak and promote their agenda. And we want to keep Kirksville a welcoming community. I, I mean, and when you translate into that, that into reality, I you want you want crack selling niggers from Kansas City and St. Louis to invade Kirksville and and fuck up the the white lower class. you know, oh, that's what your welcoming means in reality. Uh, but they don't want to hear that. and uh, it's a neat little it's a neat little uh, tyranny they've got going. White males are essentially intellectual slaves. it's 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 like it is in South Africa today to the extent there are any whites left, they provide the intellectual infrastructure that keeps the nigger tyranny running. In exchange, they get shat on, and they get all their tax money taken from them. And it's, it's getting increasingly like that here. The racial demographics aren't quite as bad yet is, is what disguises it. But basically, you've got Jews, women, homosexuals, coloreds who are legally privileged over whites who are, who are nevertheless in the media described as having this white skin privilege, uh, You know, the privilege of being accused of, of gang rape, for instance. It seems to be and discriminated against in uh, employment. seem to be the only privileges I can see. Uh, but uh, it seems to me these other groups are favored. It doesn't. It's not a matter of seeming. It's a matter of fact. And here's what Winnicki says about the ruling. He says I would post the whole fifty. And he says this at vnnforum.com, and we welcome you to join that if you'd like to uh, enjoy true free speech on the internet. Uh, he says. I'd post the whole 50-plus page ruling, but I'm afraid that might be considered as spreading more, quote, hatred, as the ruling itself repeats many so-called hate messages. This is worse than communism in my native Poland. There, at least, you have the government-approved censors that would make sure your publications are free from hate-slash-politically-incorrect ideas before you were allowed to publish, thus making you safe from any potential lawsuits, tribunals, etc., Whereas here in Canada, equals absurdistan, they draw a line in the sand and then redraw it as they see fit just to screw you over. The Supreme Court of Canada did did exactly that in their 1990 Canadian Human Rights Commission versus Taylor ruling. In a nutshell, the court ruled that, quote, truth is no defense just so they could screw the guy over. And that's what it's come to. You can't cite the truth about what's going on because the truth shows that the people running society are running it into a, a goddamn tree. They're running it off a cliff. And then they don't want you tell, alerting people to the fact. Same thing in Iraq, you know? <laughs> You're anti-Semitic, but you point out the neoconservatives are a bunch of goddamn kikes. And the ones who ought to be pointing it out are shit themselves and, and call them Jacobins and nibble around the edges rather than describe what's actually going on. Jews have taken over our countries and are wrecking them.
1: Jews are <laughs> nation wreckers. I received an update to the situation from the Goyfire listener, St. Luke, through the info at email address. Uh, This is dated Thursday, April 20th. London, Ontario resident Tomas Winnicky appeared in federal court in Ottawa today in the first of a two-part contempt of court process against him. Winnicky was the subject of a federal complaint filed by Ottawa human rights lawyer Richard Warman. At the beginning of the hearings by the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal against Winnicky, The Canadian Human Rights Commission took the extraordinary step of seeking and obtaining an injunction from the federal court. The injunction, issued 4 October 2005, ordered Winnicki to stop posting hate propaganda to the internet until such time as CHRT had rendered a final decision. CHRT ultimately rendered their decision on 13 April 2006 and found that Winnicki had violated the Canadian Human Rights Act with his postings. The tribunal ordered a penalty of $6,000 and damages of $5,500 against Winnicki. Today's hearing in federal court arose as a result of allegations that Winnicki broke the injunction almost immediately after it was handed down and continued to do so up until as recently as last week. The Commission first had to show that it appeared on the face of Winnicki's postings that he had violated the injunction. After hearing from both counsel for the CHRC and Winnicki, Justice Gauthier stated, quote, I feel the criteria for issuing a show-cause order, the next step in the contempt process, has been met, quote. Winnicki will be required to return to Ottawa at a date to be determined to explain why he should not be held in contempt. If found to have violated a federal court order, Winnicki could face fines or imprisonment.
2: ...around, but things have just gotten to such a, a point. It's just gotten so bad that uh, they can do their worst. I, I'm just, I, I just can't back down. Uh, I've got to say my piece. Yeah.
3: And what can you say? We welcome anybody in Canada who wants to speak freely. I mean, uh, this is how you'll be treated if you do it under your name and they can figure out who you are. But still, we, we will do not follow any Canadian rules. We actively work with anybody. And frankly, I recommend people get guns and go shoot these assholes up in Canada. Um, I don't see any other way around it. It's just overt tyranny. This is exactly what Jefferson meant when he said the tree of liberty has to be watered with the blood of tyrants. These are tyrants. This is overt tyranny.
2: Yeah, what, you, know, what you can't total... describe
3: the niggers who are murdering people in your neighborhood without the kikes throwing you in jail or fining you five figures. I mean, you're, you're a slave. Yeah, what them. they total, should all be killed.
2: What a total arrogance on their part to not only rob you in the form of taxes, but to use it to throw patriots into prison.
3: This is what happens when people have faith in the government, and then the Jews take it over and prevent. They blind people. I mean, the Canadian media... What have you got in Canadian media? You've got Izzy Asper owning, you know, a huge chain of papers and and forcing the people to editorialize in favor of Israel. And that's that's a microcosm of how it is throughout the West. The Jews own the media, they set up lies, the idiots don't know any better and believe it. They buy off the top Christian preachers who preach the the, the Schofield Bible lies about Israel, and then anybody who raises a hand against them will be cursed by God. The morons believe it, and the world falls apart. We we're, we are in the situation, we're in the worst situation. The Nazis were before they took power from the Jews in Germany. But our course is largely the same. We have to take power from the Jews if we wish to live as civilized people in a white nation. Otherwise, we're going in straight into the third world of shit fondue. And, yeah, you look even it, war-
2: and you see it's too late in most places. <laughs> In a lot of places in the US it's already an accomplished fact. I would even say worse than the third world because in the third world there's just so many loose ends. Uh they, they don't really have the bureaucracy to be an, an absolute totalitarian tyranny that can yeah. happen in first world countries when they are co opted. Uh, where where you have technology and you have competent white uh K nine units Tracking yeah. people down and prosecuting them in these uh, star chamber that,
3: That's star a good chamber. point. And that underlines what Fred Reed, uh, expatriate American writer living in Mexico, has said. You know, down there, you can just do what you want to do. Yeah, you're surrounded with Mexicans, but you don't have these goddamn officious, brainwashed, mostly female bureaucratic tyrants who, even apart from the politics, are going to deprive you of a full range of choices and opportunities because they aren't safe or it isn't good for children or some other thing that impresses idiotic women. But up here, that's what we've got. That's what we labor under. You can't do anything without a permit. It's not nice. It's not hate. Or it's, it's hate. If it's effective, it's illegal.
2: Yeah, so you're going to have first world persecution uh, on, on a legal level. And, um yeah. You know, that's that's uh, really a it's scary thing. It's efficacious tyranny happened.
3: because it's carried out by white people. Even if they're brainwashed, they're still effective. They're effective agents of the tyranny, whether or not they understand it or even buy into it. They're more or less confident at carrying it out, whereas in Mexico, maybe you just pay a bribe or they're too fucking stupid to, to notice what you're doing. But uh, this is what we labor under.
2: Right, well... Uh, this ties in nicely with our next story. U.S. tipping Mexico to Minutemen patrols. Uh, while Minutemen civilian patrols are keeping an eye out for illegal border crossers, the U.S. Border Patrol is keeping an eye out for Minutemen and telling the Mexican government where they are. According to the three documents on the Mexican Secretary of Foreign Relations website, The U.S. Border Patrol is to notify the Mexican government as to the location of Minutemen and other civilian Border Patrol groups as they participate in apprehending illegal immigrants and if and when violence is used against border crossers. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection spokesman confirmed the notification process, describing it as a standard procedure meant to reassure the Mexican government that migrants' rights are being observed. Yeah. So
3: this is another example of our government is not our government. Our government sees itself as composed of kikes or nationalist, racialist, socialist types, i. e. Nazis, and idiots who think they're citizens of the world and who don't realize that when you're in a non white world you're you're not gonna have any rights worth respecting or lives worth living. And these, these Jack Offs wanna forcibly merge the U.S. and Mexico and Canada into one gigantic North American super state or political district in the new world order. And so they will do anything that comes legitimately from the people or from the grassroots, they will do their effort to harass, intimidate, and suppress. And that's what this is. And it will continue as long as we have the same criminal
2: right, and Jews. The Minutemen, the is a, it is a popular movement. It's uh, people yeah. um, putting their feet to the pavement and uh, saying, look, we're against illegal immigration. And here you have a U.S. customs official saying these aren't even illegal Im- immigrants. They're or illegals. They're migrants who it's, it's, supposedly yeah. have rights.
3: That's right. It's called the tyranny. Our country is run by people who do not represent the interests of the American people. And the Minutemen are a concrete manifestation of the popular will, which is hugely, almost universally, against open borders. But the people who run our country... Are reading off a different uh, sheet. They just they for the idiots they wave the flag, but the people who know what's going on know that the America's elite are trained in the doctrines of New World Order and globalism, and all the nations are independent, and the nation state is an outmoded concept. We've been hearing that for decades now, right? For decades, but the American people, just like the Germans didn't want to give up the, the pound, the, the mark, and the, and the British don't want to give up the pound. They want to stick to their nations because they know that it just it, it works better that way. When you're around people like you, you get along better, there's less friction. But the elite who are dominated by Jews are bent on getting rid of all nation states except Israel, which is allowed to protect itself with a wall and with teenagers carrying automatic machine guns, whereas we have supposedly our government is alerting our enemy, Mexico, <laughs> that it's flushing a million-plus People a year, flushing its sewers on our lawn. You know, it, 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 it's warned by supposedly our government, and uh, it shows you. Like I said, our government is every bit as illegitimate as the Canadian government or the British government. It's just a bunch of Jews operating, running things in their own interest, and they don't give a damn about you. They don't give a damn if those Mexican scum are playing crappy music and their stupid bouncing cars and uh, raping your daughter or committing murder and then running back to Mexico. They don't give a damn what happens to you. That's that's tough shit for you. It doesn't happen to them. They don't care. They're happy about it, actually, because they hate white people. You don't think they hate white people? Fucking turn on your TV. Look at it. I mean, you can see it. Hatred of whites is big business in this country.
2: And white trash. Sure.
3: Well, how do you prove you're not white trash? Well, you subscribe to globalism. To support minorities and homosexuals and women this is ridiculous.
2: <laughs> that's uh, sophisticated, huh?
3: Yeah, and that's what that is what they teach. I mean, I majored in international li- relations and so I have first hand experience with the doctrines that they are training the people who go on to, you know, the Woodrow Wilson uh International Center, whatever it is at Princeton and the Georgetown uh uh people who go on for the advanced degrees who get into Uh, The diplomatic stuff. Yeah, they are absolutely indoctrinated in this stuff. The idea that America is a nation that has its own national interest, that is is utterly foreign to what they're teaching the people who go on to join the government at the level at which this stuff is carried out. It's completely your citizen of the world. Nations are interdependent, and nation-states are outmoded. And that's, that's what they're teaching, and most people just gulp it down.
2: Yeah, I know. it means being, Obviously, being the
3: average the average person is not stupid. He he knows that you don't you don't mix successful US with failed Mexico and come up with something that's gonna be better for you and yours. It's gonna be worse. Look around it's just the country's a fucking ashtray. Thanks, Jews. That's about all you can say. Until we take arms and end them, it will
2: continue. Yeah, well I, I wish I was making this shit up, but I recommend or I suggest all listeners this program, take a look at the show notes. They will be posted and uh, take a look at the feed. These are all at vnforum dot com. They'll be posted, right? Right, and uh, goify dot com. Um, okay. This is uh, real deal stuff. So uh, we we're moving now to teachers being prosecuted. Uh, there was a case out of Finger High School in Chicago. Uh, now, this teacher was accused of publishing a blog about his life and activities in his high school, which happens to be 98% black. Uh, so it's, it's a real window into TNB and whatnot. And his crime was posting his observations on the Internet, much like Winneker, But this is in the U.S., so they don't have a human rights tribunal, so they just had to fire him or... Intimidate him into resigning. Yeah. But uh, this is uh, a quote from his blog describing uh, the life within this high school in quotation marks, where you have ninety-eight <laughs> percent black students. So he, he typing writes, rambling uh,
3: screeds in an anonymous blog. He called "Fast Times at Regnef High."
0: Oh no! Nice. <laughs>
3: Fanger High School doesn't that sound like a made up? <laughs> it sounds like a made up name, but yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. He, he, hey, hey, wait. Let me let me inter- let me interrupt my interruption, just if I could, and say that uh, we encourage all you out there. If you think we're making this shit up, get on there and look up Winicky, W I N N I C K I. Look it up. Put it in Google and check it out. And and the other thing is, I wanted to, one final note on that Mexican on the border issue. Note, note the inversion. Under Judeo-tyranny, a thing is always represented as its opposite. Jewish special interests are always masqueraded to you as human rights or civil rights. Some nice Jewish specificity is always universally, universally sussed out uh, rhetorically. But, so you've got border control, but it's helping the invaders. You see, a thing is its opposite, and that, that is a pattern that repeats itself not frequently, but almost every single time. So, so now we've got a teacher, you know, and, and his his students are black. So that in itself is pretty close to a contradiction. But he, uh, anyway,
2: go ahead, Adrian. Right. So, so this is from his from the blog, which uh, subsequently was taken down. Uh, and deep six, but this is um, who
3: took it down. Did he take it down, or was it he took it out? down
2: because they, he he originally posted it anonym, anonymously, but they found out it was him, so he took it <laughs> off. To,
3: and now you times the Regnef High man.
0: Learn it, know it, live it. Uh,
3: you know i i went <laughs> to I went to Glenbard West for a couple years in uh in uh well that's in uh, uh Glen Ellen out there, but I've never heard of any Regnef High.
2: Yeah, this is in Chi Town, and I think the South Side to be exact.
3: But, okay. um, it's a new one on yeah. me, Regneff High. Well, no. No. Uh, no, that's what he called it, but it's Fenger High, which I've, I've never heard of that either. Yeah, Fenger High it, is the technical name.
2: Right, he called it Regneff to, to be a fictional place. But yeah, of course, he's
3: spoofing on Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the movie and the and the, uh, the book.
2: Right, and then he inverted the name Fenger into Regneff. But even a oh, fictional oh, oh. place, but even a fictional place is not safe from, you know, the Judeo tyranny, which of course in the U.S. operates simply through social media pressures to get people fired. <laughs> Come on, you, you got to read the funny part of the story, though. Come on. Uh, uh, okay, all right. So this is one it's fragment. Criminals
3: saying they stole from teachers, dealt drugs in hallways, had sex in their stairwells. Flaunted their pregnant bellies and tossed books out windows. Wah! It's a
0: man home! a man home!
3: I mean, can't you can't you hear the jungle in that fucking sentence? I mean, can't. You, I mean, is that not vivid? They flaunted their pregnant bellies and tossed books out windows. If that ain't niggers, I don't know what is.
0: You <laughs> know, <laughs> think about mouth, this.
3: baby and shit. This, be, oh, I can just see that. He dismissed Think their parents as unemployed project dwellers who subsist on food stamps, refuse to support their baby mamas, and badmouth teachers because their no-show teens are flunking. Yeah, yeah, we're all equals here. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> we're, fi- we're finding the Winnickies, you know, and we're, we're harassing teachers who point out what's going on. I mean, who the fuck is running the world if not the devil incarnate through the, the Jewish people? The Jewish people. This is what the Jewish people caused, and you fucking white morons, listen to this: worship them as some kind of gods. You fucking run around collecting paper clips to commemorate the richest ethnic group in America, millions of which are still drawing reparations for atrocities that supposedly killed them. I mean, you people are fucking morons. And let me tell I'm you. You're sold, more, I'm sold. I'm sold. Moronicity begins, and you believe a fucking goddamn masochistic, kike, delusional wacko came back from the dead. That is the start. If you believe, if you believe in Jesus and his resurrection, you will literally fall for anything. Yeah, and I, I love that. I love to turn that because they're just going, Yo, you don't stand for God, or you're going to fall for anything." You know, what is there that people who believe in God won't fall for? What is there that they won't do? In what way are they better than other people? I'm asking a simple, literal, non-rhetorical question. What makes Christians better than others? Can you give me any indices by which they are better than any other group of people? They just seem stupider. They're suckers for this. And this is the kind of crap. They Jews oh, you're all equals. You're all, I'm not the equal of these fucking monkeys throwing books out windows, throwing books they can't read and don't want to read out windows. Maybe they're trying to make a three-point shot. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I really, I recommend that all of our readers find this guy's post now unfortunately a lot of them got deep six but he did post some of them Let's on the dig forum. them up
3: and repost did them on on the forum
2: yeah i did we can I, find
3: in the wayback machine
2: yeah i what did get a couple of them because they're just they're priceless this guy should have 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 written it. this guy could have written a novel and oh, it, no. it would have been a a great a great book hey
3: i'll tell you what if this guy writes if he's willing to write a novel about this come to me and i'll publish it
2: just the way he went about it you can realize this guy he he was you know way, in, in many man. ways the pinnacle of the educational system you know he's he's a, teacher. i don't know
3: i i've seen to serve with love i don't find his account very plausible blacks just want a chance to learn all they need is all they're asking is an opportunity do you know what yeah. to serve with love is you seen that movie where the the nigger goes into the uh he goes into the white the mostly white hood and, and teaches the kids. It's part of like uh who's coming to dinner, you know, these these impossibly heroic negroes with incredible amounts of human dignity. You know, break into the white scene and help the white man in some way. But here's the real urban jungle. God damn, mm-hmm. right down to the banana peels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, this guy, here. here's a fragment of his existence in a high school. So we're talking about, you know, we're not talking about elementary school, kindergarten. We're talking about high school here. So here's a fragment. Two teachers' cars <laughs> with tires <laughs> flattened this week, three weeks ago. Oh, two teachers' cars with tires flattened this week. Three weeks ago, a young guy had his car window bricked for the second time and his door smashed.
3: You know know who that... Adith! God damn it! I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but uh, (laughs) this reminds me of a a, a point about... You remember that uh, uh, Smith, that William Smith, or what was his name, Benjamin Smith, the ex-member of uh, creativity who killed those people. He went on a rampage after... uh, um, Matt Hill was denied a law degree. Well, they never told you when you, when you talked about the bricking windows. That was what was happening to him, and he was from uh, that area too. He was from Chicago, I believe, and uh, he he was as a result of his political activism. He was having his car attacked and his apartment attacked all the time, and that's something they never ever told you about in the uh, reports about the murderous rampage that he went on. Um, but uh, here's a, here's a funny little quote from this article. So the the niggers were off on spring break, you know, having studied so hard they needed a a chance to uh, relax. Uh, And the students read how they were depicted and flamed the blog with profane threats and righteous indignation. Their bellies were full of bastard kids and righteous indignation. So I guess they were somehow able to out this teacher. But, uh, yeah, his site was on blogger.com, and he took it down.
2: Yeah, well, uh, let me get back to this fragment here. Uh, A young guy had his car window brick for the second time, and his door smashed. Of course... His hubcaps were stolen months ago.
3: (laughs) Come on, agents. They're just making that up. That's just a stereotype.
2: You know, that was the first thing to go.
3: Hmm? Sooty Sooty skinned gentlemen do not steal hubcaps.
2: And then he writes, am I repeating myself? And the violence. Who doesn't love a good standoff between a teacher and a 19-year-old, 260-pound special ed student? Good Lord. (laughs)
3: <laughs> is there, is there, talk about a distinction without a difference. The difference between a Negro and a special ed student.
2: Now, he writes in parentheses, a special ed student <laughs> who Ragnav supposedly can't kick out because of his S-P-E-D designation.
0: Sped.
3: Uh, and You know, uh, readers readers may not <laughs> Sped and shit. <laughs> Uh, they, they may not realize how much money is poured into teaching the re- retarded. And that comes purely out of the... Uh, what, what an insane culture we have. Women who are five IQ points on average, dumber than men, make up the majority of college graduates throughout most of the West. Right, So we're educating the dumbest ones. And they pour all kinds of money into this. There's endless money in special education in school to teach people who are essentially ineducable. And that money comes directly from teaching the white elite that might pose a counter-threat to the Jews running our society. Their kids are all educated in special uh, Jewish schools uh, that have incredible amounts of money, tens of millions of dollars spent on them, and they don't have any niggers in there, you better believe it. Enjoy the world, white man.
2: Yeah, He continues here, There's nothing like a man-child bawling his fist and screaming, quote,
1: I'ma
0: beat your motherfucking white bitch, ass motherfucker. I kill you. I will shoot your fucking ass, bitch, baby. you fucking white bitch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when when thing. a it's... teacher asks him to evacuate the building during a fire alarm,
3: <laughs> <laughs> nigga, please.
2: Yeah, naturally. Turns even that...
3: blacker than you are. You black ass yeah. Get your goddamn piggy and monkey ass out the building, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage readers to look up steatopig. Pid. It's either pigian or pigeon, but I like pigian. It refers to the excess of oie du on the rump of uh, some of the fine African uh, females. <laughs> Booty. Because we're all equal, but some of us have extremely wide asses. Yeah. You can set two or three 40 ounces on them, actually. <laughs> To be technically accurate, yeah, like what well, <laughs> because they come from the jungle, and apparently there is an evolutionary advantage to having a monstrously big ass. I guess it attracted more Jamie Foxes and Damon Wayne's in between they're picking the bananas and the coconuts plumage <laughs> baby got back, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tap, to tap that ass. This is one of the this is one of the best articles I've seen in a while. I would like to see that blog. I hope we can find someone can find that and dig it up. It was a blogger dot com they're seeing.
2: Yeah, I I transferred everything that was salvageable to VNN for him. It's excellent. It's, it's it's priceless. Priceless observation. And too bad the guy was intimidated to the point where he actually took it down. In in free America. <laughs> this
3: is fucking hilarious. Although many of our students listen, listen to this. Although many of our students adopt tough facades and insist they are grown, they are still children, sensitive children who cra- who still crave guidance, encouraging words, and positive reinforcement. Wrote teacher Gina Misky, was the author present when the students, having read the blog, dejectedly hung their heads with pained, angry tears stinging their eyes.
0: <laughs> oh, God,
3: <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Laughing my ass These fucking little niggers who are in every way privileged by the law. In fact, they very exist. They only exist because whites are forced to pay for these fucking monkeys through all the thousand and one programs that aid uh, itinerant nigger bitches. And yeah. they exist because of us. And they they are utterly useless. Ask anybody who's been to a school where where blacks are even a large minority. I mean, it's miserable. They are capable of prevent, prevent, preventing any any learning from going on. Essentially, if you, you might have a white class, you might have one bully. creates a problem that can be dealt with, but basically all blacks are that bully, and the ones they bully are whites. And even if they're not bullying, they're just so disruptive, loud, and stupid that no learning can take place. And we have to pretend through all this that they are our equals while we're paying them to destroy us. And like we always say, these useless niggers are the symptom, but Jew is the disease. And we also say, no way out but through the Jews who created this ludicrous situation. Which you can read about at vnnforum.com.
2: Yeah, this was really absolutely priceless. In fact, his just his whole description of them, you know, he, he writes here, "Crying Wolf: The Five False Fire Alarms in One Week." Note, there were several in the previous two weeks as well. I guess I me mean, about a dozen or so this year alone. Not sure how much that cost the school in terms of fines, but one thing is definite: it definitely earns the scorn of the firefighters. You can, can you blame them? I mentioned the gathering in the courtyard during alarms. This is apparently a new security procedure since, they have been several violent, since there have been several violent incidences this week in which they evacuated via standard routes and the usual street mob gathering ended up in an ambulance being called. And yes, I love the courtyard. I somehow doubt that evacuating 1,200 students from the building via only three exits to the courtyard would be the most timely way to save lives if there were a real fire, but it's the new standard. Highlights today include students smoking weed while leaning against the assistant principal's vehicle and local neighborhood gangbangers jumping the fence to get into the courtyard. Additionally, a new, quote, troubleshooter has been called upon to assist assist, Regneff. The gentleman won't really say what his position is and has no title. When asked, he said, I do whatever the principal needs. And he usually walks the halls with a walkie-talkie, but you have to wonder if it's a front and he's really reporting back about the teachers. All good surveillance needs better counter-surveillance. Then again, maybe he really is here to help.
3: You know, and, and there's all there's always articles about these these uh, when you get big enough cities and these huge teachers unions and they they make all these demands and they have enough power to get them fulfilled. It always ends up where these nigger heads of these schools are always stealing the money and running off with the 15 year old students and hiring people for bogus jobs. It's just graft. It's inseparable from the nigger mentality, which is to steal everything that's not nailed down. The last couple of weeks, I got a huge number of books, and I've just been reading a bunch uh, since we all have incomplete education, um, thanks to the jude out schools. Uh, one of the books I read was uh, North of South by Shiva Naipal about Africa, south of the Sahara, north of South Africa. And he basically, this was written about 20, 30 years ago, but blacks just come across as essentially monkeys. And Shiva Naipal is no white racist. He's a uh, uh, an Indian and the, the Asians are really hated over in uh in in that part of uh Africa and were actually kicked out they were sort of a middleman type people like the Jews in a lot of ways i encourage people to uh to read that there's i'm going to be probably I'll write a review or at least post some of the better sections from it on the uh on vnn itself quite funny you read the papers and, it, and wherever niggers form a large part or the top of a bureaucracy they're Corruption is just endemic. Niggers can't not be corrupt because they don't they they haven't evolved to the point where non-corruption even occurs to them, and they really and and whether it's Detroit going bankrupt under the earring wearing nigger Kilpatrick, you know the fact that you send these clowns, you you take the the tiny minority of them that has a, an IQ even approaching a hundred, and you send them to Harvard and the rest of it, they're still niggers and they go back and a nigger. Uh, Setting and they're going to act like niggers and that's just going to mean depravity and destruction and bankruptcy and crime and that's what you see. It's certainly not going to mean any kind of education.
2: And yeah, well, I must admit, as hilarious as I found his observations, on the other hand, I realize how resilient the black culture is to white culture. That means they are pulling fire alarms, for example, so often that they're not even getting any of the bullshit. That whites are eating up with relish. Uh, they just reject it. They're they are their jungle selves, even in in such a, a horrific urban environment such as uh, Chicago.
3: Well, these idiots like the teacher we cited, assuming she's not a Jew, uh, Gina Mis- Miski, are taught that race does not exist. That everything's a matter of culture and conditioning. They're essentially taught that black people do not exist. They're just white people who've been raised wrong. And the ultimate reduction to absurdity, as I've said, is the belief that black-colored black, this color, black colored skin itself is a product of false conditioning. And all you have to do is teach these people and erase them properly. And we've only spent about a trillion or two testing this theory out, and, and it never has worked. Um, the only thing you can do with niggers is beat the living fuck out of them until they're afraid to move. And if you did that combined with uh, teaching that is known to work, you could raise them beyond where they are, but you're still not going to make them... In. You can't turn them into people. There's no alchemy. It, it, this is the modern alchemy. The, the idea that you, you know, by crossing a border, a Mexican becomes a human, or by sticking him in, a, uh, in something called a school and giving him something called an education, you're turning this nigger into a human. It doesn't work. And these people are... it's not. If it were their own private hobby, it would be one thing, but the money to perform these ridiculous experiments comes directly out of your... Pockets. And the opportunity cost is intelligent, educated white children that are either never had or had in fewer numbers and more poorly educated because so much of of, of people's money is, is simply taken from them and expounded on Jewish time wasting projects like trying to educate niggers. The Jews tell us we're evil, guilty, and they take money from us and they, they use it to colonize among us uh, with these rapidly reproducing coloreds who do nothing but destroy our worlds, and we tolerate it and look upon the Jews as gods because that's what their media tell us they are. It's insane. We should take arms and kill them. The Jews should be exterminated. That's the correct policy to follow. You know, we joke about this, but there's nothing funny about it. It's it's just sick. It, it's, it, niggers, we don't need niggers in America. And where's the politician who's going who's to point out what's going on? They're not. I, the worst, the most you're going to get is some tut tutty in something like City Journal, where they 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 give you a hint to the real picture because they include a little bit of accurate description, but they never get to the underlying problem, which is that niggers aren't educable. You know, where do you go when you can't speak the truth because you get fined or put in jail? And the people running things are committed to policies that may entrench them in power, but destroy everything else. What's the end end of that? I, I don't know, but it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be something awfully like that insane, the insane bedlam that that school spread worldwide. With tiny little carve-outs for the special Jews. And what's it going to mean for you, white man? <laughs> Death and destruction as far as the eye can see.
2: You know, we have a second case of a teacher here. In fact, uh, to be more specific, a Latin teacher has been fired recently. And I quote, Inside the walls of Brooklyn... I think that's how it's pronounced high school. You expect students to be treated equally. But a viewer tip led News 19 Online where teachers' comments left us asking questions. These sorts of things are going to upset people, but the truth can be very upsetting, said Brooklyn Case's high school teacher Winston McEwen that truth at least according to McEwen, is that black people are inferior to whites quote intellectually yes they are said McEwen, this has been confirmed over and over and this is a generalization again there are some blacks who are more intelligent than individual whites but as a rule that is true IQ tests prove it over and over and over and I end the quote right there so this teacher is uh, now in the process of being fired. Uh, yeah.
1: Let's stress that yeah. this guy has a Ph.D. as well.
2: Right. He's a he he knows Latin. Uh, he's probably got a, a extensive um, education in, in classics, uh, which is what. No yeah. What's so pitiful cast. is see
3: just like any any time a white nationalist makes a factual assertion, the reporter, so-called, treats it as a matter of opinion. McEwen says the like well he like he says it's, a, it's he's making a factual assertion. It's, can the fucking lazy stupid cunt who that passes for a journalist look it up and find out whether or not it's true? Can she take a position? No. All she can do is all they ever do is just repeat that he says or he, he believes he was being discriminated against. He believes the niggers broke his jaw because they don't like white people and were screaming I hate I hate honkies, you know at him at the time. They they treat even the physical. Destruction of white people, as though it's a matter of opinion, as though it's something subjective, and this is this is what you call a free press. And yet, if whites if whites resist or fight back, even with words, they're thrown in jail or fined, you know, eleven thousand dollars. It's utter utterly tyrannical. You know, he quotes yeah. the guy saying that stuff.
2: Yeah, well, he has a, a bunch of other zingers uh, of quotes which they just let through. Of course, these are the only quotes that made it through but uh, he says, um, we got off on the subject one day, and he mentioned that slavery happened. Uh, oh wait, John C. Calhoun, the greatest South Carolina in terms of political understanding and wisdom, said McEwen, and he argued that the institution of slavery was a positive good, and he called it a great good. And it was good. Uh, now, again, uh, these are sort of taken out of context, but uh, there will be some people that will say those are racist remarks. Uh, they can call them what they will, said McEwen. But if they call it racist, I just say it's true. And if you've got to deal, and you've got to deal with that, I have a responsibility to speak the truth. I believe it is. End quote. Yeah. You know, again, we're talking about a guy who has a PhD. He's highly Educated and intelligent, apparently, and um, that's cause enough to get him removed from the educational establishment. Yeah,
3: and they, they always say, well, I, you're treated as a bacillus by are his views. His controversial opinions, well, he stated it as a factual assertion. So, you know, the distinction between fact and opinion is long since uh, gone by the boards because it's anti-Semitic. <laughs> the truth is anti-Semitic. The truth is an anti-Semite because the truth tells against the Jew. So we pretend everything's a matter of opinion. Well, he may be, at best, you're able to hold these opinions, but by God, they better never get into your uh, your teaching. It's like when I, when I wrote opinions in college, they uh, tried at the very end. Uh, it became moot because I was about to graduate, but they were good, trying to get me kicked off the paper after one that I wrote because uh, they were trying to make a distinction. Well, you, it's okay if you hold those opinions as a private student, but when you're an editor of the paper... I wasn't the editor, I was one of the editors of the paper. When you're an editor of the paper, it implies like official support for those positions, and that might make minorities and other people feel unhappy. So we don't think you should be able they were, they were going to use that as a pretext to get rid of me, just, which is very parallel to, to this. And never, ever must there be any chink in the, in the wall. you know, only Jews are allowed to speak for the community, and, and, and mouthpieces pushing their agenda. Always there must be uniformity, that this is what the community thinks, even though the Jews are a tiny minority. And if people understood what they're doing and why, they would be completely against it. And most of them, even so, are against it, as we see in the case of affirmative action and the Mex invasion, that the vast majority of whites are totally against. But the Jew-controlled government is uh, encouraging it. You know, So you shouldn't be allowed to. <laughs> it's just this group of people is at war with us. Jews are at war with whites. And they do everything they can to hide the fact. They encourage the white fools to believe that they're gods and and to carry out their agenda in Iraq and and here in the U.S. And
2: and really, what an extremely unnatural situation it is that a people's government is so diametrically opposed to its own interests and its own uh, uh, population, its own people. Uh, what What an extremely unnatural state we we have these days
3: It's headless well the, the the what the Jews have to do is destroy a people's conception of itself. I mean that's the ultimate destruction. you might You might kill some of the leaders, but you know they can generate new leaders. but what they want to do is destroy the very idea that we even exist as a people, and that's why whites only exist in the jew controlled media as a negative, something that nobody on earth wants to be. And that means they, they constantly disparage whites who don't push the Jewish agenda as rednecks, as white trash, as Euro trash. You're only good when you're pushing the Jewish agenda, and that means you're abandoning any sense of white identity and agreeing with the Jews that to the extent it exists, it's, it's white skin privilege that needs to be abolished. Every other group is encouraged to take pride in itself. This is how they set people Against each other, they divide us up, and, and their ultimate victory is persuading us that we don't exist. And so, get rid of our genes by mixing with niggers. And every single vector of society encourages that mixing with niggers, as you see when they show little blonde girls holding hands with little niggers in J.C. Penney ads. That stuff is ubiquitous, and that is racially genocidal. It is a hate attack on you. They call us haters, man. They are the haters. The hate comes from the Jews. The hate's not directed at the Jews. The hate comes from the Jews. Jews are the source of all hate in the modern world. And I mean that, literally. I mean, even the hate that comes from the niggers, there would be a little of it there, naturally. But they have specifically told these niggers that whites are responsible for all of their problems. And they also tell them the white whites could solve those problems if they wanted through the government. They just don't because they hate niggers so much. When, of course, the truth is it's our medicine and our tax money that <laughs> is the only reason most of them from Africa or Detroit or little Africa or Detroit or New Orleans, our money and brains are the only reason most niggers literally exist literally exist they wouldn't exist if it weren't for us. There would only be a hundred million of them they'd be killing and enslaving each other and, and eating each other in Africa as they always have if it wasn't for us they wouldn't be over here it would have, it would take takes the white man's technology to even know that we exist they'd still be monkeys in Africa without us.
2: Yeah. Well, again, I think it is important to realize, you know, the the role of the media in the modern age, where people are very automatized and very cut off from one another. So, where you have these uh, media organizations which combine people uh, over land, ma- huge land masses, that you're able to to co-op. If you're able to co-op, these organs, uh, such as the Jews have done with a very small minority of people, that you can have a huge effect on these people and really, as you alluded to before, just subjugate them intellectually. Well, you you can
3: define reality when you control the media and the government. And the government, let's not forget, includes these schools that we're talking about. And these schools use textbooks that board an agenda that is completely controlled by Jew-controlled groups, i.e. feminists and fags. And they only portray things as the Jews want, and they deny any positive white identity. Whites are only allowed a negative historical identity, not a a positive modern identity, unlike every other group. So we are the victims of a a campaign of genocide being waged against us by organized Jewry. I'll say that again. Whites are the victims of an organized campaign of genocide carried out by Jews. And this manifests itself intellectually and physically. Physically, they take our money from us and they send our kids to die in Iraq to further their agenda. Intellectually, they show our women mixing with niggers and they tell us that we're white trash if we resent that. And they say that only a racist would want to keep white culture and white ways, which they routinely mock as white bread, as weak, as as mayonnaise and baloney. And they mock it in Pleasantville is stupid and simple and something to be abandoned.
2: Yeah, geeky, dorky, uh, tacky, inferior.
3: Yeah. This this is the hatred that Jews have for whites. We call it loxism, which is a word that Tacitus used 2,000 years ago, that we're resuscitating. Loxism. It's, and it's, it's genocidal. It's utterly genocidal.
2: Yeah, well, we now know why our eyes and ears are so screwed up uh, when considered from a media standpoint now we're heading to the uh... anthropological segment of our program otherwise known as tnb
0: section of our
2: program of typical nigger behavior now we did have uh, in a, a related case uh, when we were talking about chicago now we're heading to eugene oregon Uh, And I quote, a man convicted of throwing a punch. Again, a man Uh, should be a tip-off here. We're dealing with a minimal or just an animal. Convicted of throwing a punch that led to the death of a University of Oregon student was sentenced to more than six years in prison. Lane County Judge Gregory Foots issued the sentence for manslaughter to 23-year-old daryl skywalker during an emotional hearing tuesday philip gillens 22 died from a brain injury on the same june weekend he was to walk in gradu- graduation ceremonies instead of graduation he spent two days watching him die in the hospital his father peter gillens told the court he was awake when we got there, and we watched him slowly fade out over two days, so uh, Philip yeah. Gillens uh, was, of course, a talented white uh, member of the community, and uh, this uh, Daryl Skywalker is a a niggero.
3: He's just a man. fucking nigger. He's a useless nigger with like four DUIs. He's got a history of doing this kind of thing they They loved like sucker punch whites that are just gang attack whites. And they know they can get away with it. They do this in these schools. We were talking about the high school earlier and laughing, but what they do in a lot of those schools, like that woman wrote to Salon that we've talked about a couple times on Goy Fires, they, they attack them all the time. Then even the white girl goes to the administration and they go, oh, they just tell them to shut up about it and don't say anything about it. This is just fucking cowardice. We're letting these, the, these Jew-loose niggers overrun our society. This is the second one we've seen where a black guy killed a white guy with a, a punch. There was a case in Hawaii, and both times they quickly threw up, the, oh, there was some racism going on already. He said something racist. And the judge in Hawaii basically, what happened to that? I think threw it out and just said it was or gave him a similar light sentence and claimed that the, the white guy saying something racist justified this punch that killed them. Well, you know... Niggers say shit to whites all the time. You go up and punch one of them and they die. I guarantee they'll throw you in jail for a lot longer than this. And he's going to get, oh, he gets six years. He's going to serve probably about two to three years. And he'll be doing the same thing in a couple more years. This probably won't be the last white that he kills. This monkey kills. Meanwhile, in England. When you, when you criticize, if, if the guy in England we talked about earlier were to go on a website and, and comment on this, he could be thrown in jails for seven years, for longer than the nigger gets for murdering, the white man gets for criticizing the nigger murderer, for pointing out what's going on. What the fuck is going on with this world? What is going on with this planet? It's now controlled by people who will not allow you to discuss simple reality. Okay, this is a pretty deep thing. What does this mean for you and yours? How long are we going to allow ourselves to be treated as slaves by these fuckers? I'm telling you that it's, it needs to come to a physical battle and we destroy the Jews who are, who are riding herd on us right now. And they really do see us as just a bunch of dumb cattle who are worthy only of serving their needs. And, and if, if they're the niggers that they use to control us physically rape us in prison or, or kill us on the street, what do they care? You know, It doesn't take any money out of their Sabbath collection plate. And we're subsidizing every goddamn family in Israel to the tune of $10 million a day I mean, what does that break down? How many Jews are there in the world? What? There's, there's not even 20 million. Even let's say there's 20 million, because they're probably lying that there, there are actually more than there, they claim there are. The numbers they put out claim there's 14 million, but say there's 20 million and million. We're giving these fuckers 10 million dollars a day, and this is what they repay us with. They punch your kid. Okay, we'll, we'll throw the nigger in jail for two years, because you know he was, your son was probably a racist, and even if he didn't make a racist comedy, he had white skin, so he's a third class citizen. No, there's no particular harm. Anybody killed, ma'am? Just a nigger. Hmm. You know, that's, what, that's how it was 150 years ago. Niggers were slaves, and now the white man is underneath. And these fucking sick fucks enjoy it. The reason we were on top is because we were superior. We tolerate this, and then we show that we really are inferior. Right. And, and inferiority. Disgusting. I hope his father goes on a rampage and shoots about 20 niggers. I encourage all white relatives of men and women who are killed by niggers, I encourage them to go on rampages and just kill Jews who are ultimately responsible. Don't waste your time shooting niggers. You go, go to your local synagogue and shoot the goddamn rabbi, because those are the people controlling our country. And they are the ones who are... You'll notice this stuff never happens to Jews. It always happens to whites. And the Jewish media just mocks it and covers it up. The Jews are the ones who are bringing this depredation down on us.
2: Yeah. Well, again, they uh, in this article they didn't mention that it was uh, one punch. I I, I'm, I tend to believe they just beat him yeah, down. Yeah, they did. Did they? Were, okay. Didn't he? He
3: says he says the black man shoved one of Gillens' friends and punched Gillens in the face. Gillens fell and never got up.
2: And that was it. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Yeah, and then he he lingered for a couple of days in a coma and then died.
2: Okay, well, the typical story is they, they punch him, you know, sucker punch him from behind or whatever, and then when he's down, they kick him to death, like was the case in that one. And if they I get a again, camera, in... they piss on him and tape it, too. That's happened. Right. In Seattle, what was it? Uh, there was that Sean Chris... Walker, right? Chris yeah, Kime.
3: Remember Chris Kime? And, and the, they, they were, a, a roving pack of niggers was attacking white women and punching them. And Chris Kime stepped in to help one of them. And they gang attacked him and killed him. And Seattle and, and Portland are completely uh, pussed out, run by granola leftists and uh, on the Jewish agenda. And they just pretend all this shit isn't happening. And the, the top cops are completely bought off politically. And they, they're basically shut up. You know, Whites are being plowed under is the word that the Afrikaners use. And that fits for here in America. Just shut up. Let the niggers do whatever they want. Let them run wild. Niggers are first class citizens. You just shut up and take it. How long are we going to fucking take it? these fuckers. I encourage all white relatives if you, if you have a kid killed like this go kill a bunch of Jews. That's how you get back at them. The niggers, niggers are just doing what they do. They're just monkeys set loose in a human city. You, you can't kill enough niggers to make a difference. You have to get rid of the Jews first. The Jews are the ones, without the Jews we would have the segregation and the freedom and we would keep niggers in their place. And, and if they, they would know that if they tried anything like this they would end up on the end of a rope. But the, Jew is, the Jews are the community that has to answer for all this kind of murder, rape, and hatred of white people. And they've denied all legal outlets. And when you deny legal outlets, when you kick people off the net or fine them for making comments on the net, you invite physical retaliation because that's the only thing that they have left. And that day is coming.
2: Right. I mean, this And guy, that's this why they're the trying
3: to infiltrate white nationalists and they set up clown fronts like, uh, like uh, Amran. Where they, where they carefully carve out the Jew and make it appear that the Jew's on our side. Don't buy into that. The Jew is responsible for this sort of problem. It's not the nigger. The nigger community has no brains. It has only the power that other people give it, just like your own pet. You, know? you can let your, your pet run free and create problems, or you can put it on a leash or put it in a cage. Well, niggers are like unattractive pets that you wouldn't want as a pet in the first place, but they only have the power that humans give them. So it's a sign that people who are hostile to whites allow this stuff to continue because this happens time after time after time. And it it happens because it's biologically inevitable. There's nothing you can do to turn niggers into humans that will act in a human way towards other people because that's not their nature. Their nature is to act like violent, stupid animals. And their nature is known, but the Jews keep that knowledge out of the media, and they treat anyone who discusses it openly in the form of describing how niggers actually act, like the high school teacher we just talked about, they treat those as sick, weird, deranged people who need to either be re-educated or, at the very least, they need to be fired post-haste. This gets people killed, like this walker here. The Jews, There need to be begin to be some consequences to what the Jews are doing to white people. Until there are consequences, the Jews will remain the, the arrogant, hubris-filled, lying merchants of death they always have been. The only thing that will, will reign in the Jews is physical consequences for their lies and the destruction they cause. Bank on it. You can't get a tower big enough to put out media that's going to equal the poisonous media that they're spreading. They simply have too much power. I define uh, well, anyone to contradict that
2: Right, well taking TMB back to the Doe roots, so to speak Which really does put uh, All the antics Of blacks in western countries Into the proper perspective We have a story here Out of Nigeria uh, More than 150 people have been killed In an explosion at a patrol Pipeline near Nigeria's Largest city, Lagos The blast, which happened early on Friday morning, was caused by people stealing patrol from a pipeline. There have been hundreds of deaths in Nigeria in recent years in similar circumstances. 500 jerrycans have been found at the scene. Quote, we found that vandals have drilled holes into the pipeline from where they have been stealing fuel, said Nigerian Red Cross Secretary General Abudan Aribiyi despite being the 8th largest oil exporter in the world Nigeria has to re-import refined oil products such as petrol because of decades of neglect of its own refineries I, I remember reading not two months ago of a similar incident uh, in Nigeria of them uh, blowing themselves yeah. I, mean, I don't even think Russians in Siberia would be dumb enough to drill into an oil pipeline. <laughs>
3: well, Africa, you've got these things that are nations, but they're nations only only in the sense that someone draws them on a map and that someone was the British most for the most part and created these. The fact is you just got a bunch of monkeys who belong to different tribes running around like headless chickens, and they don't know this from that. And they always want to attribute... And and this is part of the doctor textbook thing. America's success to natural resources, but Africa has more natural resources than anywhere on Earth, and its people have been the most, the least successful, uh, at least next to the, uh, or at least uh, better only than the Aborigines in Australia. And it's because of the low IQ of the people. I mean, they've they've studied and found what the the college students in Africa have IQs of about 85, and and the average African has an IQ of about 70. Basically, they're retarded. So that's the reason they never developed. It has nothing to do with white oppression or anything else. White's brought the only infrastructure they really ever had, apart from some Arab growth on the east coast of Africa, uh, which is also talked about in north of south uh, by Shiva Naipaul. Yeah, so so the only people able to get at these, extract these resources are are white Western companies. And they go in there and they bribe the locals and they, they pay off a section of locals to guard their pipes, but still... The niggers are so poor and deprived, and that they try—they try in they try their own humble and uh, incredibly uh, <laughs> dangerous way to uh, <laughs> tap into the goods. <laughs> 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 I mean, and right, it, have- it's funny. I'm not in a laughing mood after that story about you know another white man killed by some nigger who's gets six fucking years. There's your kid that you just spent—they just spent you know what—and how are the parents going to feel? I bet that kid's still in debt from college. Who's going to pay it off? You know? Who's gonna pay off that kid's college debts? You think the nigger's gonna pay it off? The nigger's he's gonna be in jail with, you know, three squares and a cot and he'll be back out doing the same thing in two, three years while white men are going to jail for talking about that stuff. This is fucking this is a pre revolutionary situation. This stuff goes on all the time and is directly you can lay it directly at the feet of the who have produced this insane environment in which niggers are celebrated as heroes and whites are looked down upon as trash. That can is, bet, is the result of turning our country over to the goddamn
2: kite. Yeah, you can bet the University of all. Oregon uh the University of Oregon will be sending uh that payment due notice in regardless yeah. Yeah. And what what is he owe? Maybe forty thousand what is uh what's the tuition there? Maybe. Uh, I don't know
3: what the tuition is at o- Oregon, but what's the s- average state tuition?
2: I'm going to say ten thousand right off the top. I'm guessing
3: of it's not much short of that if it's not over that.
2: So oh, let's man. say forty thousand to be generous if we include books and other things. Yeah, well, join it, white man, Well, Well, reminds me of the the area and alternative. You know, one of the cases that what was it There was a I think some type of en- biological engineer that uh, was produced uh, some type of new.
3: Yeah, the end of strawberries just a new strain of strawberry. He was a horticulturalist at I think North Carolina State or not some university in North Carolina.
2: Extremely gifted by any any man standards. Oh, yeah. standard. oh my
3: I, got, I, got, I got something to add on that too. he was killed by a nigger. Uh, he he went to the post office right before he was going on the road, and uh, some seventy IQ nigger in there just fucking killed him, knifed him, and grabbed a couple bucks out of his pocket and was caught. You know, he was too. Niggers are so dumb, they can't plan these these uh, crimes. They just commit and it occurs to them. They have an opportunity, they commit the crime, they get caught. What do they care? This is the price we pay. You know, The, the guy who invented a new strain of fruit is dead, and all of his expensive education that might have resulted in other advances is gone. You can't replace that. I mean, that, that stuff, although knowledge is, is cumulative, you have in one person's head so many ideas and associations that are not,
2: Replaceable
3: they 're not replaceable because people are distinct, and no matter that you can share information, the matrix, the literal physical, whatever a person is, that whole web of associations and neural connections is now dead to us. I love strawberries. I planted a whole bunch of strawberries this year i i almost I wondered if maybe I was using a strain that was developed by this guy, and I did think about him when I was planting. I, I got strawberries. I first planted him a couple of years ago, and you have to do, do him new every couple of years because the shoots wear out. I just I wondered if I was, I thought about Eric Bish and, and how he was killed, and then I remembered, this is the part I was going to add, was that I saw it on a VNN Forum, and I posted this on VNN about a guy, and I can't remember his name. I think it started with a Z, Zebra, 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 it was some Germanic type thing, but he was a student down in South Carolina from Minnesota, went home over a break, was eating with his mom and girlfriend, came out of the parking lot, and was shot to death, as it turned out, by a or multiple niggers, who may have well have been Somalis, as the Somali community imported by the insane Christians and Jews uh, to destroy the country, uh, offered a reward money, at least the last point I saw. But what I saw was a strange coda after that was that this guy was well known for passing out CDs alleging that the World Trade Center was demolished or one of the different theories about how it died. And a very interesting connection there. I, I'm not sure what... Uh, There's speculation that, that the people who committed the, the demolitions had been in. But that was something that I was totally unaware of at the time I posted the article on BNN. But One of the many interesting things you can find on the forum. And if I find more on that, I'll post it on the main page. But yeah, this, this Nigeria is uh, just niggers being niggers.
2: All right, we have a quote from, from one of the uh, uh, members of the forum, Durban. says, uh, quote, Stone Age mine plus inflammable liquid
1: equals crispy coons. Uh, fuck <laughs> the niggers. <laughs> well put, indeed. <laughs> and Nigeria is also known for the uh, 419 scams, you know, where they rip people off through, through emails and uh, phishing.
3: fishing. Uh, yeah.
1: And a kite was just uh, indicted and tried for being behind uh, one of those groups. <laughs> How scammers. typical. Yeah.
3: Good lord. I remember there was an article that had a picture of their computer bank at some, I don't know what it was in Nigeria, and that's where they were all these little niggers who learned to type, are typing in their email scams. And <laughs> as usual, if there's this, like Hitler said, you know. It, if you open up any absence a, a Jew maggot scuttles out of the light. There's always a Jew involved in it. What a loathsome people they are.
2: Yeah, exactly. I did hear a story about there was some type of uh banker Jew behind uh billions being moved from Nigeria to various Swiss bank accounts. Uh is that what you're referring to, Sin? or was that a okay, right? Yeah, that that was huge and uh yeah, they they have tracked this guy down, and he just so happens to be of Semitic heritage. Yeah, <laughs> what a noble people. Yeah, well, we're through the topics for Gorefire 32, uh, except for let's say uh, uh, the new exhibition in Berlin of the um, artifacts they found uh, of Alexandria, or dug up from Alexandria.
3: What what's the story there?
2: Uh, Well, we had a, from what I can tell, it's um, a guy, a French guy, is uh, just more or less uh, trailblazed uh, the path to Alexandria, He located the the whereabouts of this old city, uh, the famous city of the Library of Alexandria that burnt down at some point, and uh, was a, a very, very rich city uh between Greece and Egypt more or less it was uh on the coast uh, an island uh, also founded by Alexander in, in some some ways um but it was immersed underwater or they uh there was various instances in the history where for example in order to impede the ottomans from landing there and some time in history, they threw ancient debris into the harbor, uh, mm-hmm. old statues and etc. Uh, and uh, et and uh, this guy got a permit to dive and retrieve these artifacts. This French guy and um, <laughs> the, the Egyptians just granted it. You know, never coming up with the idea themselves uh, over the last couple hundred of years. And he he uncovered. You know, hundreds and thousands of artifacts that are uh, huge um, are 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 extremely interesting and uh, and they're all on display in Berlin as we speak. So yeah. if you have a trans, if you're globe trotting, that's where they have better, better Yeah, better go time to Berlin and Berlin. see it.
3: That's where they had that famous bust of Nefertiti, right? That I think Schliemann may have been the one who came up with that. The 19th century was great for amateurs, i.e. lovers of subjects going off and having grandiose dreams and proving them, where the professionals are, are you know, more desk-bound. So it's always good to see someone getting out there, taking initiative and, and coming up with new stuff. I remember when I lived in California in the 70s, my parents took us. I think even out of school, and we went to see the uh, King Tut exhibit, and it was really, truly remarkable. That's probably the most beautiful thing I've seen, even more than anything I saw in Europe, is the, uh, the gold sarcophagus. not sure if that's exactly the right term, but the, uh, the, the sort of headpiece made out of gold. Really, really impressive stuff. Beautiful. Legitimately beautiful. And uh, this guy has found stuff kind of along that line. It's just out there in the harbor. I was looking at some of the pictures. I think we got the links up yeah definitely worth seeing if you're in Berlin or in Europe and can get over there so it's a good place in the summer anyway. The sun's out till probably ten thirty at night you can sit out in the garden and drink some beer and uh think about what was once and will be again right yeah, yeah, I said it <laughs> as I went there.
1: you know what I noticed in the pictures too you know how the the niggers are always talking about you know the, the you know they were the Egyptians or. They, yeah you know the, the, the fathers of civilization you look at sure they were they're all we be know. that
2: and shit yeah.
3: all we was kings and queens and flying around the pyramids on our helicopters which we built yeah, yeah that, that's from the african baseline essay motherfucker written by a prominent janitorial custodian type in in portland oregon <laughs> that's true that's true by the way the Afro- afrocentrism this this actually feeds into the other stuff we were talking about the abused white teachers, I mean the Washington reporter at the time I was out of D.C. they sent a couple into these these monkey schools in D.C. that were teaching an Afrocentric curriculum you see segregation and Afrocentrist insanity is just fine when it's carried out by niggers you know but uh, uh and the students literally attacked the reporter. Uh, more than once this this sort of thing happened who we went there to ask questions about the school and basically the uh, just like any black potentate, the black administrators just like a, a Marion Barry or Kilpatrick, they make it a racial thing when when you ask them why did you why is there three hundred thousand missing dollars? What did you do with it? You know, you're making a racist attack on them. They encourage their underlings, in this case the students to to attack them.
2: Again, yeah, these these artifacts really if you can take a look at them in Berlin it's just it's just so astounding and uh again the the library of Alexandria uh what w- really what a loss for western civilization once that burned down but these artifacts are uh, uh just a small uh recompense for that and uh it's really really fascinating to see that now in the, Berlin there's a lot of, of very good museums uh, especially the the old museum uh, that they call it there, and uh, they have a museum quarter. Definitely check it out; it's uh, worth seeing. Is there anything new going on in VNN at this time? Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Duke
3: thing just a little. First, with VNN, uh, no, things are fine. I've been I got about a hundred books and have been reading them over the last two weeks. I was away from the baby a little bit, so I've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> Essentially, anyone with kids will know what I'm talking about. But uh, I'm getting back into it on Monday. We'll be adding new stuff going forward as usual. And uh, I'll, list the, I'll list the 100 books that I got uh, because uh, we have to educate ourselves in light of the, the monstrosities that pass for education that we've been talking about today. Because it's not really all that much better. Even in the white schools, if they have less violence, they still have the same stupid curriculum. Not even stupid Stupid implies imperfect carrying out of a valuable agenda, but this is just anti-education that we have in public schools. But the Duke rape thing—I found something on Jim Goat's side. I'm going to read what Goat happened to comment on it. And I was in a bookstore and I noticed that they put the uh, accused white lacrosse players on the cover. I think it was Newsweek. Just funny, you know. The, the black people punch punch white kids to death. Why don't they put that? That actually happened. Why don't they put that nigger on there and, and use that as a news peg for a cover story about black on white violence? Well, we know the reason we know the reason the Jews control it. So they play up some nigger whores allegations against a white man say, Oh yeah. It plays in the old story of white whites of power raping coloreds without power. Well, here's what, here's what Jim Goad said uh, on his site. Uh, he has a little web forum and, uh, um, he makes comments on stuff from time to time. He's author of the Redneck Manifesto, a uh, great book. He says, uh, I like how she identified her attackers as white, so they went and scraped DNA from every member of the, of the lacrosse team except the black one. I also really, really enjoy how this case, despite how fraudulent, will once more voice the canard of white cocks wantonly brutalizing innocent Negro pussy upon a gullible public. If they can't find any white-on-black hate crimes to toss up on the jumbotron, because, let's face it, those are really, really rare these days, especially when compared to black-on-white hate crimes, they don't mind tooting their bugles about another fake rape. In the Redneck Manifesto, I cited the FBI uniform crime reports from 1988. Of 9,415 interracial rapes reported that year, only 10 were white-on-black. 10 out of 9,415, I read that shortly thereafter the Fed ceased providing racial breakdowns on such statistics because they so roundly undermined the nanny goat bleeding of the Jessies and Al's and their coveted constituents such as Shekinika Fantasi or whatever this bitch's name is. So he's making the point that, look, there's 10,000 rapes and about 10 of them are black on white, and uh, of course we know it's it's not the blacks who are causing it, it's the fucking kikes, because it shows what the what the, <laughs> it shows the reality. But you know what what do the what do the kikes put into print? It's not just in news either; it's in fiction, because you you'll see uh, popular fiction. I mean, who's more popular than Grisham? He's one of the two top sellers, I believe, in the in the in the nineties. And his favorite book, in his own words, is "A Time to Kill," which is about two whites raping a black girl and uh, the story, the the drama that ensues from that. And so he's taken a a case that is directly counter to reality, and yet that is the case that everyone's going to be familiar with. Another example of that is that probably most high school students will end up reading uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, which is the story of a white girl making a false accusation of rape against a nigger. Well, there can't be that many false ones when there's 10,000 <laughs> interracial rapes and uh, only 10 of them are white on black and the other 9,000. And, of course, those could be Mexican on black, too, since they lump in Mexican crimes as whites. You know, I was at the dentist the other day and I picked up a copy of the magazine and uh, it was a National Geographic from earlier this year and they had in there a story about the town that the author of a Kill, To Kill a Mockingbird was from. It's some little town, I think it has been Roseville or something, it's somewhere in Alabama, and they have, and every year they, they put on an outdoor version of this uh, morality play, and they just show the whites sitting there in the audience, all big eyed, and these, you're just being morally lectured to by the Jews. They're telling you how evil and immoral you are. It's just part of in, inducing fear, uncertainty, and doubt into you, and making you hate yourself. And you, they'll never learn in school. I encourage any of you high school students listening to this to quote that stat that that God cites that comes from the FBI that out of ten thousand interracial rapes. All but ten of them are black on white. Okay, you bring that up when you're forced to read this Jewish propaganda. And see, it's, it doesn't have to be produced by a Jew to be Jewish propaganda. The Jews are the ones setting the agenda and determining what is read in these public schools so that only anti-white material gets out there. You bring this stat up and you ask her, how come? why can't we ever read about whites being victimized by niggers? Why can't we read about you know, the, the reality of what these so-called civil rights people actually did? Why can't we read the truth about Martin Luther King? You know the ultimate saint and and what how he actually treated white white women. He's a good example of it. Hell, he was beating and uh, beating and screwing white whores the night before he died. Why can't we hear about that ever? You bring that up, you or who were in high school? I mean that's the that's the fun part of life. If you have to go through public school, you ought to raise some hell. Mm -hmm. It won't matter. There's nothing they there's really (laughs) there's no other point to high school than you raise some hell. You're not going to learn much there. Same thing in college.
2: Yeah, well right. Mean, getting back it's getting disgusting. back disgusting. Right, getting back to this Duke case, um, you know, a quote here directly from the article. The second round of DNA test results in the Duke University rape investigation show, quote, no conclusive match to any lacrosse players. Defense attorney said, but a vaginal swab of the alleged rape victim produced DNA from a quote single male source a man not on the lacrosse team and who did not attend the March thirteenth party that was the site of the alleged rape. It turns out this is the boyfriend.
3: Uh, yeah. So her so, boyfriend's a nigger, right? Yeah, you know, I'm thinking
2: questions. this I'm thinking this Aunt Jemima's uh, gonna end up in jail. I hope the
3: uh, some of those sue him. I don't know if they will or not, but
2: even if they find out that the DNA whether these guys were totally not guilty. Uh, they'll use it or spin it whichever way is uh, best for them, which is, of course, uh, the worst way for whites. And uh, to, to come back to these statistics, I mean, really, what a disgusting this statistic in light of this Duke case and the press it's getting. 9,000 yeah, rapes. Where's the yard longs about these 9,000 rapes? That's what I want to say. No, say it's, it's 10.
3: ten. I mean, right, it, it's basically 10,000 rapes, 10 of which are white and black, all the rest of which are black and white, and then you see it this Duke these Duke allegations and that's all they ever were were allegations that almost instantly you could see through when you read the actual police report and the media takes it and runs with it and claims that it matches up with the stereotype that they alone have created and are responsible for spreading, which is whites of power raping innocent niggers. This is the world we live in. The people who control the media and politics in this country are, they hate you, white listener to this program. They hate you. They will do whatever they can to destroy you or to encourage and abet the niggers who who punch your kids and kill them with, with one punch. They don't care. They fucking like it. And then they, these niggers get like two years for it, whereas the white men are fined and, and sent to jail. I mean, think about all the ridiculousness of each of the individual stories we reported today. Think about all this fitting together, and think about where these trends are headed. I mean, damn, it's dangerous.
2: Yeah, I mean, Matt Hale alone for just whispering in someone's ear got 40 fucking years.
0: hmm
2: And this guy actually yeah. murdered someone getting two. Uh, and this is a nigger killing a white, accomplished white college student. I mean... What could be put it in more of a a relief than that
3: yeah, we have to get beyond simply talking about it. there has to be organization and action because we can talk about it and we can write about it and we're just going to say the same thing over and over we can go well I'll wait till you see that nigger that punched the white guy you know hell if there were two cases they could use that and the one the case in Oregon and the case in Hawaii and make a trend out of it and put that on the cover of one of their news weeklies you know have blacks going wild and attacking whites. What's going on in this country? But of course they'll never do it, and we can sit here and point out the hypocrisy, and <laughs> it, it'll just keep continuing and getting worse.
1: Yeah, they don't even report it. You know, uh, South Africa, unless you know it's it's a, a white related site.
3: Yeah, the only thing they reported from South Africa is when the the white farmer and his black co work his blacks he had working for him threw one of their one of their useless niggers to the lions. And, That story made the rounds. The small press, oh, it's a culture of violence, culture of violence. The suggestion that whites are responsible more than these blacks will never be treated fairly by the press owned by the opposition and anyone who tells you you're going to vote your way out of that or create an alternative media. It's not going to work. There's going to have to be physical reprisals and physical consequences to the Jews for the damage that they're doing. Now, I don't advocate anything specifically. I don't know the right way to go about it, but as an objective and as an objective analysis it's going to take physical pressure to fight back against the Jews and there's no way around it because they're menticidal, and the culture is genocidal you have to grow your own and you have to separate yourself from it that's the best you can do right now and ally with others like us here at VNN and Goyfire and uh go a different way right. so we hope you right. join us in whatever capacity that is whether you're a writer whether you can make films we always need cartoonists and graphics people uh, because we're always doing papers and we're always doing uh, uh, just promotional graphics online Uh, and uh, so we encourage you to join us
2: right again if you're a white man they're really just waiting to pounce on you uh, whether they have adequate cause or not and to make an example of you Uh, so you really have absolutely nothing to lose except uh, your own chains <laughs> uh, so really uh, get involved uh, and find out what you can do to improve this situation uh, which we are uh, actively describing in detail yeah and and, and look we. This
3: show came about as a result of Aegis Thought Up, the concept, and we have Stan to do the technical engineering. You have some piece of the puzzle that you can provide and, and join with us and make our efforts stronger than it would be otherwise, and that's what, that's what this is, an, an adding of strengths to create a force that can resist the Jew. And we encourage you to do your part, and we'll aid you in any way we can.
2: Right. And, uh, I mean, there are things happening, and, of course, we will continue bringing you the news that they don't. Uh, and continue to encourage you to think in non-traditional ways um, and to deal with the media blowback, which is um, everywhere these days, that you have to deal with on, on a day-to-day basis. Alex, unless you've uh, pretty much wrapped it up. No, that's what I have to say.
3: Uh, we'll be back uh, hopefully another week, and we'll have another goy fire. I think this is a, our 30-second show. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, We'll be having more new guests as time goes by over the summer. and uh,
2: Exactly. The libertarians have accepted an invitation. a challenge. A challenge. Uh, so we're looking forward to hearing from uh, a libertarian outfit going by the name of Free Talk Live on the podcast circuit. So uh, we hope to bring you an interview uh, from them. And to just challenge the libertarian position on things, which is similar to white nationalism in many ways, but also dissimilar in very essential ways. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to bringing you that soon. We'll ask them why they never talk about Win- and
3: Zundel, and Rudolph, and the, the people arrested in, in England. Although they claim to be great fans of free speech and, and use some version of freedom or liberty in most of their marketing. Good question. So we'll hope to have a good debate with them.
2: Stay tuned. Stay subscribed. And uh, yeah, keep, keep listening in and checking for new material at govnn.com or vnnforum.com or com. Uh, I want to thank you for listening tonight. And uh, we'll keep.
3: Remember, we are the good guys. As if you couldn't tell.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, America, this is Aegis wishing you the best of advice.
1: other regimes will be given a
0: clear warning and state clearly they will live in peace. Force, if necessary, of bitterness, hatred, and violence. Threat to all. Threat to all. Threat to all. Threat to all.
1: Joyfire is a production of Vanguard News Network Broadcasting.